Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus and Vesta Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. And in about a week, everyone is going to be talking about the shift or the ingress of Pluto into Aquarius because it is the most epic shift of our times and it's going to be incredibly dynamic. So I want to talk about what this means and also the mechanics of it and, you know, what's been happening with the Capricorn side, because we're not completely over with this yet. It does pop back for the American elections in September, October, November. So let's talk about Pluto and the fact that it's been in Capricorn for 15 years, and that's quite slow moving for a planet. And wherever Pluto enters or arrives, it really powers this position up. It's like the empowerment. It's giving it and it's and it empowers it so much that some of that is far too much to handle. Some of that is kind of a bit like being held nuclear power in your hand. And what the hell do you do with it? But karmically, because Pluto is a very much a karmic planet, you are then destined to really evolve and learn and create your own power with this Pluto dynamic. But like the saying says, power does corrupt. And here it's like Pluto giving you this power surge. And of course, wherever Pluto is in your chart, when you are a child, you couldn't possibly understand the power that it means. So it is a lifelong learning. And of course, Pluto will not um, go all the way around in your lifetime. But obviously with America, America is having its Pluto return. So that is saying something. And there's more of that in other episodes when I talk about the idea that that Rome uh, was destroyed, almost destroyed on its first Pluto return, but had to evolve and then came to it, got destroyed on its second Pluto return. And that's 267, 246 years of power, whoa, um, of it going all through all the signs and coming back round to the same spot again. So we don't, as humans, don't experience a Pluto return and it's only eras and countries that do. But really, we want to think about this in relation to uh, the global situation as well as our personal situations. Because Pluto is a really deeply underworld shadow force and it really wants us to evolve. It's the transformation that happens with Pluto. And because most of this is hidden, it's not out in the manifest world. Pluto rules the underworld, the power shifts that go on that you don't really see or not aware of until maybe after they've happened. So slowly Pluto's power is working from within or in the hidden realms, or even in your past, bringing up your past. And most of the time you don't realise what Pluto has, has created because it's so slow and hidden that it's when it's past, you go, I see what's been happening now. So it's not obvious that Pluto is working on it. It's taken enough time, so we, but we can see what's been happening in Capricorn for 15 years. But Pluto, as I'm saying, is this power up of energy. It is also quite destructive. 
you know, it's the destructive force. If you don't grab hold of it and understand it or recognize it, it can self-combust. It's like a poison that you take. You can be aware that it's a poison and take tiny bits of it to heal you, but also too much of it. If you get too greedy with it, it's going to destroy you for sure. Or you could look at Pluto as acting like the compost. Slowly what you put in the compost, it slowly decomposes. It's the destruction imperceptibly moving and mulching down. But yet when it has done, it's transformed into the most amazing fertilizer for flowers, for food, for nourishment, for everything to grow again. So this destructive force of Pluto that slowly eats away is also the thing that empowers and creates too, creates the most phenomenal things if you then allow it. So this kind of destructive force, the decomposition of Pluto and then the resulting or the then um, that follows the creative force are almost like a juxtaposition. But what it really means, therefore, is that you have to evolve with it. You cannot stay the same. And often this idea that you're evolving is hidden. You can't see, you know, when you've moved in 10 years, 15 years as it is here, you can't see the changes that you have moved. But if you look back, you suddenly realise or if you haven't seen someone for a long time and you see them change, you get it. But of course, that person can't see it unless they've had a complete epiphany. So this is about being reborn as well. It's like the chemo planet. It destroys everything with it. And like chemotherapy or bleach, it's like everything has to go. But what comes up is completely reborn and refresh. And and therefore, it's association, Pluto, who rules Scorpio, the association with the birth, death and reincarnation, rebirth cycle. Now, of course, you know, reincarnation, birth, death and birth but again, is a karmic thing. So Pluto is incredibly karmic in its operation. You know, if if there's Pluto in association with something, you know, it's like destined. Pluto there doesn't do things by halves and it does things that are meant to happen. But all the while, slightly unknowable and hidden until the wisdom appears or you finally get it and it's revealed, but slowly or especially in hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight is a powerful thing, of course. It's very Plutonian. Wherever you do have Pluto in your chart, it's where you have to learn to use the power, but it's also where you have karmic lessons and an understanding that if you don't use that power, if you don't get to grips with your own power, someone else will take it off you. And you may see this in a chart where someone isn't using their own dharma, their own truth, their own karma. And someone else with a planet sitting on their Pluto will come away and go, well, I'll have that. And, you know, it's not a case of, oh, they can they can take my power and use it. They then hit you on the head with it. It's like giving them your sword and then they have to chop your head off in some way. So really, it is it's not something you can give away that easily. But of course, it's also when you meet someone and the, you have Pluto matching one of their Plutos or vice versa, it can also become quite obsessive. 
and drive you mad in so much that it is. So you're looking for their other planet that might be conjunct or you might have something that's trine or square your Pluto. So you either use it or have it used against you. You have to learn this lesson and it's coming back repeatedly or continually. Yes. And and it's funny, I've got um, Pluto opposition happening in the last few years to both my Jupiter and my Mars and totally like light bulbs coming on ever so often going, oh, my God, that's what's supposed to happen. That's what I've been living. And I finally got it just as Pluto is in the last throes of Capricorn. I've got it. It's like, by Jove, she's got it. Finally. And I must apologise if you can hear some sort of cracking noises in the background. It's because I'm doing this in front of a roaring fire and it's minus one outside and snow flurries. So here I am inside with the fire on and it's been a bit of a noisy fire. So apologies. But so here we are with Pluto. In Capricorn, it's been there for 15 years and it's going to move into Aquarius and stay in Aquarius, the people, our consciousness for 20 years. So obviously this is the long haul. You know, this is where Pluto arrives and allows its power to seep into all the dark corners, all the crevices, all the hidden areas of Capricorn. And it sits there watching, waiting. And slowly that power, it's either someone gets it and understands it and evolves or the power then turns or they get greedy and that power turns to poison or they ignore it or they give it away and that power turns to poison. And it's the shadow forces, the corruption that can go on, the decomposition and the darker side that that of that sign i.e. Capricorn, comes to the fore. It is either created with Pluto arriving there or it is revealed with Pluto being there. But of course, it has to change. It has to evolve when it's understood what is here. And therefore, it becomes this incredible power and becomes can become amazing. It doesn't recognise the poison growing. Um. And it often doesn't recognize the destructive force. So you therefore have to learn also to let go of what was because then you allow something new to come in. And of course, in Capricorn, traditional, staying the same, quite slow moving, solid, dependable construction, it doesn't really want to evolve that much. And your Pluto is really forcing that. And also Capricorn concerned with wealth, concerned with accumulation and getting somewhere. You know, all the darkness in that, the shadow side of this is ready to come to fall. And unless that Capricorn idea or theme in your life is ready to evolve, evolve or die or the shadow grows. And of course, Capricorn represents all our governing forces, all authority, all our commercial interests, even our careers, all large structures that rule our lives, even from like from the train lines and the train tables and our working lives and our commuting. You know, we've seen so much growth in these areas, the power, but also the powering up of the global powers with their global agenda. The unelected 
coming up into power, leaders claiming it, the unaccountable and unelected who now have or think they have or are trying to have supreme power and trying to get all our governments to sign up to one world government. And, and you kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the global idea of our mainstream media narrative. They've all come together. They're owned by three, four people anyway, or four companies that tells us, they're all telling us in lockstep that Russia is bad and um, ignores that there's reasonable negotiations from Putin offered whilst America and Europe pushed for invasion of Ukraine because they were going to give billions, not to Ukraine, as it appears, but to Ukraine has to give it to the arms dealers to create the warheads, to create the the um, the weapons. And of course, who owns all the weapon companies? Of course, America does and Europe does. So the, the, the billions going to those to Ukraine isn't going to Ukraine. It's going to the arms dealers. And so this is this is the idea of this corrupt governments who who support war and send young people who don't know each other off to war to kill each other. And now we see, you know, the governments of Capricorn using our money, our lives to put our lives on the line so they can launder money. And this is the infrastructures of global commerce that allow the purse strings for war and therefore the deconstruction of all that is you know, with the black rocks of the world owning those military weapon companies, Lockheed Martin and the like, and then being given the contracts to rebuild afterwards. Like it's a win-win money winner, isn't it? And then providing loans to the countries. This is the global commerce of providing loans because obviously they're saying to Ukraine, you've got to pay us back those billions, hundred billions that we've all given you. We're not just giving it to you, but that means then the breadbasket of Ukraine, the breadbasket of Europe, where Ukraine provides so has so all this rich farmland. It's supposed to be amazing, this farmland, but they've now had to sell it off to America and Europe, the West, in order to fund this war that they didn't really start, that America, you know, they could have easily, this war could have been so easily prevented. So anyway, they're win-win on both sides and we are being played. And this is the global corruption in Capricorn. They've got so much power that they've got greedy with it. And that greed is going to destroy them. Well, I hope it does, as it did Rome, because as I've said before, on America's Pluto return, like on Rome's Pluto return, the power corrupts itself. So this is also where they can pay for, with our money, our tax money, the destruction of a whole people, a genocide, just so they can get their canal trading operating or just so much you know, because a country and a people are in the way. And this is also the trading of oil or selling off the oil fields or making the contracts before they've even destroyed the country. This is this is the darkness and the corruption that's becoming more and more obvious to us. And more and more um, the poison is almost destroying itself because we can see it so clearly. And it's all on a global scale, which is all very Capricorn. 
And of course, remembering, of course, talking of the trading of oil, the oil pipe or the oil pipes that they wanted to go through Afghanistan. And as soon as they were done, let's leave. Let's withdraw the troops and leave it in utter destruction. <laughs> Another um, um, Pluto theme. So. And of course, oil is such a hotly debated topic and it's is you know, is it causing the climate change and is it uh, causing our own destruction? Um, and yet they're promoting the idea that it is and we have to use electric cars, etc. And yet at the last Earth Summit or COPRA or whatever it was, COPRA 28 or whatever it was, it was hosted by the Saudi oil magnate who was saying we can do more oil deals. So our global governments are playing both sides in this debate. And that's where the poison and the greed is getting to them. And I think it's funny that oil, as one of these topics here, is utterly plutonic. Oil is such a power. It is power. It's force, isn't it? It's fuel. And it literally runs so much in our lives. And it has done for years. <clears throat> and and for millions of years, it has been decomposting life force. Isn't that so that the, the re deep, sorry, deep within the earth, tons of tiny beings or life force is all decomposing. It's like the compost of life and, and organisms mulched down in the middle of the earth. And we are then bringing it up here. So it's this death force that we're bringing up to then use as energy, as power. There's no, that's the ultimate evolution here. And it's hidden, just like everything Pluto is hidden within the earth. It's the underworld. And if you're interested, you have to look up the idea of black goo and how it's got its own consciousness in some sense. And there's oil fields in Saudi Arabia, open oil fields where it's in the in the sea where actually people have claimed to be talking to it. Really, that's a really good um, um, YouTube video. I don't know if it's still available, but powerful. So I do think oil is supremely plutonic. And of course, it's hidden in the earth, yet it's trading all around the world with all our commercial interests. So this is oil is Pluto and Pluto in Capricorn. So we can see the corruption in the oil markets and the wars it's created for people, for greed, to gain more power. And we also remember that Pluto in Capricorn, thinking of the oil and the industrial revolution, how oil then started to be really be used for industry, that the last industrial revolution was with Pluto in Capricorn and how, you know, how suddenly the hierarchy of having a boss, having a company, having a nine to five and this Pluto in Capricorn, we did get into our careers a bit, but actually it's also the destruction of the nine to five and of the working life and of the slavery drudgery system. Because when we move into Pluto, we can then earn our own money and don't have to pay into the hierarchy. This is a completely new way that is evolving. And we're here watching the death throes of the old way. And, and why the death throes? Why is there the death throes here? Now, if Pluto just moved from one sign to the next quite freely, perhaps we wouldn't feel the change that it's coming up until afterwards, maybe. But what we have now is Pluto, Pluto sitting on the 29 degree of Capricorn. 
And of course, 29 degree is the last degree and it's the last degree of any sign. But here and on any sign, it is called the anoretic degree. And it's given a name because when anything lands here, it's like it's the last chance, the last opportunity for that job or the role of that sign to be completed. It's like the, assign the you know, the assignation that you were given in that sign. When you get to 29 degrees, it's majorly important that you get it done. It's your last chance saloon. And so if that comes to 29 degrees, it almost forces a crisis point. So the anoretic degree is the crisis point for to push and force your karmic duty in that sign to be completed. So here we are with Pluto sitting on that 29 degrees Capricorn as I speak. By the time you watch it, maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe it will have moved. But at the moment, it's at 29 degrees um, and it's been this is the third time it's sat here at 29 degrees Capricorn in the recent from last year and this year. And it will be back again later in September, October, November, 29 degrees through the American elections. And so the corruption will be even more evident then. So this 29 degree with Pluto is quite important because it keeps sitting back at this point. And also when it's in September, October, November this year, it will be sitting at that point and stationing at that point. It doesn't go beyond 29 degrees Capricorn. It's like stationing right on that hot spot. But coming back to where we are now, on the 20th of January 2024, the sun joins Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn. So there's this conjunction. Of course, the sun conjuncts Pluto once a year as it does its round the zodiac. But and so it has to be a quite a powerful dynamic whenever that happens, a shift in power, a force majeure, you know, a significant show or demonstration of power when Pluto and the sun get together. It's either going to be destructive or powering up and and often powering up so much that, again, it falls it's set on its own sword. But for this to actually happen at 29 degrees Capricorn, this vital force of the sun urging the destructive forces and the shadow of Pluto to act now or demonstrate it or come about and act on this crisis point really is going to be highlighting like a double whammy of crisis. And because when one planet moves into next we call it an ingress it's like this double ingress of of the sun and the pluto sitting on sitting on this 29 degree point before they move into aquarius so it really is quite powerful so what are we going to see that's going to really wake us up and make us realize and see that power corrupts will we see the epstein court papers Will we see more numbers or data around excess deaths? Are they going to be explained? Because death is really what Pluto is kind of, you know, very good at the destruction and the death, the dying. Will we gain an understanding on the poison that has been forced on everyone worldwide? 
or released, you know, ideas about the hidden shadowy germ warfare that has been increasing and apparently is going to happen again and again. And maybe we're going to see more ideas or more information about chemical laboratories on certain nations borders. Because Pluto is a chemical and also it's the hidden, it's bioweapons as well. So really, these are Pluto's areas. And this so this conjunction at the anoretic degree of Capricorn is powerful for the world. And it's for powerful for world business and world government, whatever happens. So here on the 20th, the sun joins Pluto at 29 degrees on the 20th of January 2024. And then, as if by magic, on the next day, the sun and Pluto hand in hand step over the border, ingress into Aquarius. I mean, that's super powerful. They ingress into Aquarius, the zero, zero degree of Aquaria together. And I want to emphasize here how rare, number one, this is really rare for the sun to take a planet that hasn't moved signs for 15 years and take it into the next sign. It's unheard of. It's a double ingress. And then two, how powerful a shift that then creates that that here, this crisis point that they both sat on, then moves into a completely new beginning, like a like the clock ticking, the the cog turning on the wheel. And I'm actually blown away by this double ingress and the fact that it lands at zero zero degree Aquaria. Now, this spot zero zero degree Aquarius has been activated before. And certainly we have had signs of the age of Aquarius coming up. But we didn't quite have at that point the destructive forces of Pluto sitting on the crisis point of Capricorn quite so poignantly. We still had the the greed and the corruption operating in its zenith, really. But now it's becoming more obvious. So when it first moved into Aquarius, we were having we were moving forward into Aquarius with the ideas of what these global governments had in mind for us as our future. But now we've got this kind of double whammy on the 29 degrees uh, and we're having it again on September, October, November 2024. This is like the death knell. This is like the final death knell. This is the death of the old, the traditional, the authoritative, the hierarchy of the Capricorn era, the greed and the corruption and the stepping over someone to get to someone else to get your own future sorted out. But here we've got these two planets. Well, one's a luminary, the sun and Pluto moving into Aquarius. And of course, Aquarius is the future. It is our society and our consciousness, and also the cosmos, space. So no wonder we're already seeing giant aliens in Miami shopping malls. And if you Google that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's quite, quite strange, <laughs> weird and wonderful. So yeah, I feel like this move into Aquarius, the, the, the second time Pluto moves into Aquarius, so the first time it still had the, the, 
powers of Aquarius, powers of Capricorn behind it. And this time that destruction of those power of Capricorn has happened a little bit more. And it's like, I think somebody somewhere must be tolling a bell. <laughs> um, to quote Meatloaf a little bit. And so th that's what's happening now as we move into Aquarius. And every time it moves into Aquarius, that destruction will have happened a little bit more. And the empowerment of Aquarius will have happened a little bit more. So this is the second time that Pluto moves into Aquarius. And of course, it's moving in with the power, the vital force of the sun really powering up this shift. So this shift, so the, they meet together on the 20th, the, the 20th of January and they move together on the 21st of January. So the sun and Pluto are hitting this spot with the, at the same time, a double ingress, a double switch. And the second time they've landed here. So it's, it's getting hot in here. It's moving on up. So here are two cosmic bodies landing in Aquaria on the same day. The sun with its vital force, our life giving power and Pluto with its destructive power broker forces. So really, in some ways, it is a time at one time. It's like a wake up call and an invigoration. But on the second time, it's this power shift that is undeniable of the shadow forces coming where to going, hello, here I come. So what can we expect with this Aquarius zero degree? Because this is where before we had in December the 21st, which was actually the solstice, the solstice of 2020, we had the Great Conjunction. And the fact that this great conjunction happened on a solstice is kind of quite clever of the planets, I think. But it, this it was the December the 21st, 2020, and the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn occurred on this date. Now, the great conjunction, as it is known, is the conjunction of Jupiter and uh, Saturn because the ancients could not see, well, they didn't have telescopes, so they couldn't see beyond Saturn. So when so when these two planets came together, that was a massive event for them. And Jupiter takes 12 years to go around the Zodiac and Saturn takes 29, 30 years to go around the Zodiac. So every 20 years, Jupiter catches up with Saturn. And so you can see them both meeting in the sky together. And of course, this is you know, always has been heralded in a new era. This is like this is a new way of being. This is a new attitude, a new style. And of course, wherever, whatever degree it happens on is really profound. This is what's going to flavor our next 20 years. Just like we kind of look at decades. This is like more an astrological 20 year cycle. So. In 2020, on the solstice, we obviously had a lot going on 2020, um, but not only were Saturn and Jupiter meeting together on the solstice of 2020 and both at the same degree at zero degree Aquarius in a brand new sign, they're both at the same elevation in the sky. So it was like a conjunction of with the degrees going around from east to west, going round in a circle, but a conjunction in the height that it was, the elevation from the horizon or the declination 
the height in the sky. And of course, when they come together in a double conjunction like that, it's like um, also they felt that when when the wise men and the shepherds were following Jesus' star, the star was actually the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn together in the same elevation and at the same degree. So possibly we were having a reenactment of this as well. And obviously that did if that indeed was the great star, did herald in a new era. And so this double, uh, this double, as I say, declination as well as degree conjunction, the great conjunction, herald in a new era. This was about to start a new 200 year cycle of um, all profoundly, mostly the conjunctions happening in air signs. So this is definitely and obviously this is zero degree Aquarius. So this is what we could say a new doorway into the age of Aquarius. Now, the age of Aquarius isn't really meant to completely properly start until uh, 2160. So the year 2160. So we've got another 140 years to go. But really, this is that was acting like a doorway, like get ready, because if this is 200 years of this great conjunction happening in air signs of course it's 200 that 200 years will encompass us moving in to 2160 and now I've thought of that I'm going to have to look at the ephemeris and see what is going to happen what's going to be happening that year and I'll come back to you on that but anyway yes it's a doorway for us to open our minds just expand our consciousness and gather ourselves and our society and our tribe for the future because it is Aquarius. So that great conjunction in 2020 was the first time really in recent times that this zero to point Aquarius got hit and also it also got sort of impressed upon significantly last year between March and June 2023, when Pluto actually sat at this degree. It went into Aquarius and didn't go further than zero degree. So it really was stationing there, empowering it up, really making us take notice of this point. Like it was saying, look, look here, this is the doorway to the future. This is where we're heading. And also like it's like a trigger point now. This point is the trigger point. It's been hit before and we've had a new moon there, too. So this is Aquarius and it means this is where humanity's consciousness is ready to expand and open up significantly. And we've heard of the idea that there are two timelines going on at the moment and they are about to separate I, I'm I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but this is a theory which I kind of feel is totally possible and happening now that the idea, the two timelines is that there's this 3D consciousness, which is the current system that we're still operating in. But others and some of us are moving and living with a more 5D consciousness. A consciousness has changed. So whilst we may still think we live and work beside people with a 3D consciousness, and it may seem to us that those people are living in a very basic level of awareness and a little comfort zone of being looked after by authority. Uh, and also when, when you look back at those old Pathé news films and people are doddering about, they look so sweet and they look so innocent. And it looks like that 
you could have so much to tell them that you could tell them things and, and wake them up a bit. So I think it's a bit like that. You know, our, our consciousness has changed and evolved since whenever those films were taken. And of course, our consciousness opens. It doesn't open just one way. It opens like in it widens up like a circle and our awareness opens. So we're opening down beneath us and up above us. So, of course, we're integrating the shadow beneath us as well. So as much as we might go, well, in a more innocent times, you know, we are understanding the shadow much more, too. We're understanding the evil just as much as more that we might be understanding the light and the future and possibilities that are moving us forward. We're understanding both sides of the, that coin. And and I know I've mentioned this before, but, you know, in expansion of our consciousness terms, you might think, oh, well, you know, that's an arbitrary idea and it's kind of a bit vague. But, you know, there is the Schumann resonance, this machine is it that measures the consciousness of the planet and I don't know how it does that but you can google it and it's all there and it measures the energy in the planet and it's been going up and the key things that have made it go up in recent times actually shifted and I believe we're going to have another shift here and unfortunately one of those shifts was the death of Princess Diana we also had the bombing at 9-11 oh sorry I keep calling it a bombing it wasn't really a bombing but I think it was Convince me otherwise, please. Uh, we had the Boxing Day tsunami. That was incredibly destructive. And then we had a good thing. That was the Chilean miners rescue. So all those four things shifted the Schumann resonance, therefore the shifting the consciousness of the humanities of the planet. So let's see. I feel that there is the possibility for this to happen on the 2021st or beyond of um, of January. And I say beyond because this point is getting hit again. But so something could be happening. Is this going to be full disclosure from our governments about confessions about the off planet life forms that they've been communicating with? Perhaps they are actually going to reveal none of that sort of chalky created Mexican dummy that they made. You know, they're going to talk about real aliens and not aliens that are shopping in 10 for aliens shopping in Miami. Um, but those that are so having said that, those 10 foot Nephilim aliens were supposed to be the Nephilim. The Nephilim coming at the end of times. They are the giants. And we've obviously seen the giant skeletons. Previous people have been that big on Earth. So these giants from previous eras, as we may believe them as the giant that was in David and Goliath. Goliath was that giant, a Nephilim, um, and Nephilim as falling agent, angels. So perhaps in this shift of consciousness, we are going to understand more about angels or fall, fallen angels, or perhaps the watchers. The watchers are mentioned in Noah and they're mentioned in the book of Revelations and uh, as uh, sort of angelic forms that are here to help humanity. And just like Prometheus, I think they got punished for it because I think Prometheus gave us, well, I know Prometheus sort of secretly gave humanity fire and he wasn't supposed to. So got punished for that. And I think the Watchers helped humanity in another way. Or was Prometheus one of the Watchers? I don't know. But the Watchers also helped humanity and then got punished. And then they helped Noah, I think. Am I making this up? 
I'm I'm drawing this from the bottom of my memory. Uh, and then they helped Noah and, and uh, then they were freed from their, the men of stone. They got freed from their form, form uh, after their punishment. I mean, their punishment was over after helping Noah. Anyway, I certainly think we are going to have some sort of significant shift here. Uh, and I think humanity is getting ready for the big reveal because we're talking about aliens in shopping malls. So this really is the powering up of Aquarius. You know, this is space travel, the cosmos, aliens. This is all out of world things. It's also the digital world and, you know, how we might communicate with each other and our consciousness changing in terms of being able to speak without using our mobile phones or without speaking. It's also about our society and our communities and coming together. It's also, I have to say, about revolution, not evolution. Pluto's evolution. Aquarius is evil, is revolution. So I don't mind saying and reminding everyone that Pluto in Aquarius was the American Revolution, the French Revolution and Elizabeth I, who I'm such a big fan of. She had natally, she had Pluto at zero degree Aquarius. And I think she was a total revolutionary for her time. She was also quite for her time androgynous if you see what I mean, you know, she was the virgin queen. She was someone who was uh, playing a man's role. And that was completely unheard of in those days. And, you know, being as strong as a man or as weak as a female, as a woman, as I might be, as she said, she's living there in, the, you know, the only queen they had. So she was quite androgynous. And I think Aquarius will bring about more androgynous ideas um more non-binary should we say and I feel like this could get you know I feel it's such a hot topic and so angrily debated that perhaps we can have some harmony here and someone to really sort it out and go this isn't such a terrible thing but it's not um the destruction of the feminine either um so but also here in Pluto coming into Aquarius Aquarius it's power to the people and so, you know, after seeing the corruption, which is going to keep happening of the Capricorn hierarchy, and it, and it will keep happening, it's going to happen. Um, I still feel that, that then this shift again, which is going to happen again later in the year, is absolutely powering people up. That We're just going to not allow such a big hierarchy. It's got to flatten out. And if it happens in the next couple of years or it happens in the 20 years that Pluto is in Aquarius, it will happen. And the signs for it happening are going to be happening 20, 21st of January. But however, I did mention that this spot is going to be hit again while Pluto is sitting at this zero degree spot. On the 5th of February, Mercury is going to land at zero degree Aquarius. And then on the 12th of February, Mars is going to land on this zero degree point. And then on the 16th of February, Venus arrives there. So bing, 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 one after the other. We have the vital force of the sun joining Pluto. Then we have the thinking power of Mercury joining. Then Mars, dynamic drive going, yes, let's do it. Let's cut the, cut the ties with the nanny state. Mars coming along and then Venus going, here we come in the beauty way with our hearts open. So this is completely, you know, 
mind expanding few weeks for humanity. So I really want to know how it goes for you. And remember, this is, you know, we've got to let go of some of this is out with the old, in with the new. And this is the evolve or die moment. We have to also step up with this. So I hope you then also go in the beauty way and have the most amazing mind expanding um, consciousness moments. Please let me know. I wish you all so much grace and love for this next period.